This is Monsignor Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of Our Lord's Nativity 2016. This year, in our primary school, the children of Key Stage 1, that's infants to people of my generation, presented the story of the Nativity as told through the eyes of donkeys. The concluding line proclaimed, This is the best day of our lives. And that is something that we could all say each year on this day, because Christmas is not simply the best day in history, it's the best day for everyone, whether they know they're a child of God or not. Now, I've often mused on whether God has a sense of humour or not, and whenever I think of what happened at Christmas and everything surrounding it, I come to the conclusion that he must have, or at least he was having a laugh at our expense. Because the essence of humour or comedy is the coming together of two opposites. So we laugh when an adult speaks like a child or when a simple person finds themselves lost in the complexities of sophisticated society. The central claim of Christianity, which is still startling after 2,000 years, is that God became human. The creator of the universe, who is beyond definition, concept and words, took to himself a nature like ours, becoming one of us. Christianity asserts that the finite and the infinite meet, that the eternal and the worldly embrace, that the designer of the galaxies and the planets became a baby too weak even to raise his head. And to make the humour more pointed, this incarnation of God was first made known not in Rome or Athens or Babylon, not in a great cultural or political capital, but in Bethlehem of Judea, a tiny outpost in a corner of the Roman Empire. You might indeed laugh with derision at this joke, as many have done over the centuries. But as G.K. Chesterton observed, the heart of even the most sceptical or unbelieving person is changed for having heard this message. Christian believers up and down the centuries are those who have laughed with delight at this sacred joke and have never tired of hearing it repeated, like ourselves, either when it's told in the sermons of St Augustine or in the frescoes of Michelangelo, the stained glass of our cathedrals, the poetry of the saints, or in the simple nativity plays in our schools. It's been said that the heart of sin is taking ourselves too seriously. Perhaps that's why God chose to save us, by making us laugh. If you're someone who loves Christmas, then you have to visit Bethlehem, because there it's Christmas every day. And inside the church of the Nativity, the spot marking the manger is in the crypt. And as you enter, you have to do so by a very steep and busy staircase. But once down there, you see a small altar, and under the altar, a silver star surrounded by the words, hic verbum caro factum est. Here, the word became flesh. In order to venerate this spot, there's no dignified way of going about it. You have to go down on all fours, under the altar, stooping down very low, so as to avoid hitting your head. And for me, there's a lovely parable in all this. The word became flesh. God was born in human form, not on some lofty peak, but in the lowliness of a manger. Pope Emeritus Benedict says in one of his typically beautiful expressions, God 
made himself small so that we would not fear his greatness. But to see him small but great, we have to make ourselves small, bend low and humble ourselves so that we can enter into that place. At Bethlehem, there were two groups of people, those who recognised Jesus and those who would not. Herod is a symbol of the whole of Jerusalem at that time, so disturbed about the birth of this child that he was out for his blood. The learned, the clever, the fine society did not recognise him, because although they knew the scriptures, they did not know how to read them. And then those who understood in contrast, the ox, the ass, the shepherds, the magi, Joseph and Mary, they all bent low in humble adoration because they were at home in the stable. And what about ourselves? Are we distant from the stable because we're too refined and sophisticated for it? Are we so caught up in the world and what we hear and read that we become blind to the child himself and what he says? Are we perhaps too often amongst those in Jerusalem, in the palace, too inside of ourselves, and so unable to hear the angel voices in the night to go there and to worship? The crib helps us to see all this with our human eyes today, to make it present to us again. And why, like all those before us, we should never tire of Christmas, never tire of contemplating the scene, never tire of saying that God has loved us to this extent and with Mary and the angels give constant thanksgiving. Let us pray. O God who wonderfully created the dignity of human nature and still more wonderfully restored it, grant, we pray, that we may share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen.